This ain't good karma wrestling. Welcome to another edition of GKW. I'm really excited. The Rumble is just two nights away. I'm pumped up for it, even though I have no idea who is in the women's one. We'll discuss that in just a little bit. I am Gabe Knights from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And you can catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is also, like Triple H, retired from wrestling. He is Jonathan Hood. So let's go ahead and start there with the Royal Rumble. A weird Monday Night Raw, because they're doing Raw 30. And, and trying to do the, bel- the the delicate balance of bringing in all these legends, trying to find TV time for legends. But, oh, by the way, it's the go-home show for one of your biggest events of the year in the Royal Rumble. So trying to balance that over the course of Monday Night Raw. So let's just start here. Who do you believe is going to win the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble? Well, there are a couple, couple of questions with this, right, bro? So yep. it's... Who's going to win the Rumble, and who who do you think is going to win the Rumble? Well, for me, I believe because of the buildup, there's a reason why they have these vignettes. I believe that Cody Rhodes will win the Men's Rumble. But what? And by the way, Cody won a, for the men's side. They've announced 15 men so far. They've announced seven women. It's almost like they forgot there is a women's match. Uh, kind of like Ross 30, which we'll get into in a little bit. Right. Uh, <laughs> that there's women on the roster. Yes. Uh, but why do I think that Brock Lesnar is a dark horse in this? I wouldn't have said that, but then Vince McMahon has returned. So that's the only reason why I say that, because I don't think Triple H would look at that. But I believe that Cody will win the Rumble. But I think it's not a, would not surprise me if Lesnar wins it just because Vince has returned. That sounds terrible. Uh, so hopefully they learn from last year and that doesn't happen. I do agree that I think Cody is going to be the one. It's very odd choice if you go on the WWE website just to see like the match lineup and stuff. They announce or they list the 15 names that have been announced. Not in alphabetical order, but just in random order, I guess. Cody's the first one listed. So they're also wanting you to believe that Cody will win. In terms of who wants, I mean, it's obvious. Just picture it Saturday night. You're on the couch. You're watching. Cody's there in the final three. Solo Sokoa is there in the final three. They're doing it out by the ropes. Sammy dumps them both over. The pop, the point to the sign. You recognize the one that is Sammy Zayn, and Sammy's on his way to Mania. That is the perfect ending to Saturday night in the road to WrestleMania. So uh, these are from Bovada. Okay. Uh, the betting favorite is Cody Rhodes at minus 140, meaning you would have to bet $140 to win 100. Uh, Sami Zayn is the second favorite at plus 275. So if you bet $100, you would win 275. Then it's The Rock at plus 500. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, as plus 550. And then you get some uh, some four-digit longer odds, Seth Rollins, 2,000, Bobby Lashley, plus 2,500, Kevin Owens, plus 2,800, Black Lesnar, and Logan Paul at plus 3,300. Yeah, it's one of two guys, right? Like, unless Dwayne surprises us all and shows up, it's either Cody and it's Sammy. And I am actually a little bit worried for Cody, and maybe this is just because it's been the vignettes and I haven't seen how the crowd has reacted to Cody coming back. He was super hot. He was super over when he returned to the WWE and then wrestled with the pec injury. I don't know how he is now. If they do something like they did with Dean Ambrose and Triple H back in 2014, I want to say, where everyone thought Triple H was going to win. And the Rumble was for the WWE Championship. 
And then Dean Ambrose, who was the hot baby face, who everybody wanted to win, was in the final two. And ultimately, Dean gets thrown out. Triple H wins, wins his 14th WWE championship. I'm a little worried. If, if it's not going to be Sami Zayn, you cannot have Sami in the final four. Just can't do it. Because I think the crowd is going to turn on you in an instant. And this big crowning achievement for the prodigal son who is coming to Rhodes, and he's going to be able to fight for that championship that his daddy never got at WrestleMania, like it is going to be dumped on hard by the crowd in San Antonio. Well, to add on to that, yes, he can't be in Final Four if he's not winning. He has to be in it, though. Because if he's not in it, number 30 comes out, and it's ugly in San Antonio. And they've seen that before, and you hope they learn from it. But if Sammy's not in that Rumble Saturday, it is not going to be a fun reaction. So Roman says, I don't want to see Sami Zayn until Saturday. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Is he in the Rumble? What's he going to be doing? He's going to be doing something in the Royal Rumble. Will he be involved in the uh, matchup with Kevin Owens and uh, and the and Tribal Chief? I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I just, um, if Sami Zayn is the, is the number one contender and he wins the Royal Rumble, what does that, what does that mean? I just so think the way that, I book that off yeah. of what Roman said is you have the entire bloodline in the rumble and you tell Sammy, Hey, your job is to make sure the bloodline wins it. And you know, some weird stuff happens where the Usos get thrown out and he tries to save them. And then he looks like solo is going to win it. And yeah. Sammy dumps him over. Uh, <laughs> so the break, so you're pretty much saying the breakup is going to happen at the Royal rumble. Yes. And it's going to be Sammy doing the breaking up. Why do I think that somehow, some way Sammy gets into the elimination chamber also? I don't he think it's on ends. that poster. So that, yeah. that's in Montreal. He's on the poster. I just don't see where that makes sense. I don't know if it ends at the Royal Rumble, though, Gabe. I don't think, I think this extends all the way into WrestleMania and it explodes there. Somehow I think that Sammy Sable find his way into the elimination chamber. I I know it seems like, and, and we've all we've hypothesized here on GKW that. They were always building towards Sammy gets broken off, and then it's Sammy and KO for SmackDown Raw, whichever one you want to pick, tag team titles, especially now since they're doing separate matches for both those championships. But the way it's gone, there has to be a Sammy Roman match at some point. Whether or not Roman wins, or whether or not Sammy wins the Royal Rumble, at some point there has to be a Sammy Zayn versus, even if it's just a squash, but if Roman's the one who ends up breaking Sammy, the story is going to feel incomplete if Sammy never gets that one-on-one match with Roman Reigns. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're at that point now where it's so organic. It's Daniel Bryan, it's Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, where you can't ignore it. I know in the past, like we've seen the WWE sort of ignore that stuff. If you got yourself over, that meant you weren't going to be over because it wasn't Vince doing it. You know, a guy who's going to join us on this show, Matt Cardona, he got over a Zack Ryder, but that wasn't good enough for Vince. Sami Zayn has gotten over through his own doing, but also through the storylines doing to where you can't ignore it anymore. And yes, it's a weird visual, him versus Roman. But I think even him winning the Rumble, you can still spin it to a, hey, I made sure no one else won. Like, I was doing it for the bloodline. I wasn't doing it for me. I was making sure no one won. And then you still have those, you know, is this it? Is this it moments? Because Monday night was so damn good. When Solo's going for that hit and then Jay's interrupting it, like, it was a long segment. It led to some things being cut. 
But that was really well done on Monday, and that's because of everything we've seen the last few months with this storyline. And and I guess unless Jay completely turns his back on Sammy, like the fact that Jay is the one who saved him, right. the one who has been doubting him the entire time, Sammy going after the tag titles makes no sense. Right. Sammy's got a Sammy's got an issue with I guess at this point two people and two people only. It's Paul Heyman who threw him under the bus with his. I mean, yeah, the way Paul Heyman can just like shut down crowds is yeah. he needs to be teaching just advanced courses, advanced WWE courses on that because everybody in Philly clearly <laughs> chanting ECW and he shuts it down like that. He's so good. Uh, but for him to go after Sammy and then obviously be in the ear of Roman, the, the issue that Sammy now has, despite you know it being Jay and then it, by extension Jimmy because they're the tag champs, like he doesn't have a problem with guys anymore, especially since he just saved their asses on Raw and ended up winning, you know, securing the tag team championships for the bloodline. So he's only got a problem right now with Roman. He's got a problem with Paul Heyman. He's got a problem at the top. And that's the only way this thing can make sense is if, man, I, I think you just have Sammy win the Rumble. Why don't you just have him win the Rumble? I mean, Cody can get his champ. He's Cody damn Rhodes. He can get another championship shot some other way. I just, WWE is in the business, and, and I know it's not as much anymore without Vince, but they've said so many times that they're in the business of moments. And we watched that montage on Raw 30 that they had after Hulk Hogan came out with, with Hart. And, and it was just moment after moment after moment. And they still had Chris Jericho and uh, Brian Danielson. They, they had their, you know, AEW guys featured on that because they're in the business of moments. And these were great moments that you can't tell the story of Monday Night Raw without. And to me, if you want the biggest moment, if you want the biggest pop crowd going crazy, guy lifting his hand to the sky, it's Sami Zayn. I, I, I want Sami Zayn to win the Royal Rumble. I can't believe I'm saying it. I didn't think I was going to say it six weeks ago. <laughs> Come on but here over. we are. I want Sami Zayn to win. I, yeah. What's more? Well, let me ask you this. What's more likely to happen? Sami Zayn? I, I know Browett's answer. I just want to ask you again. <laughs> What do you think is more likely to happen? Is it that Sami Zayn wins the championship over Roman or the tag team championships? I don't rule that out. If there's something that happens where there's a disconnect between Sami Zayn and the rest of the bloodline, it's go his biggest benefactor, his biggest ally is going to be Kevin Owens. It'll be Owens and Zayn back together again. And I think at some point they will take those tag team championships off of them. You know, it's funny. You know, what happened on Monday Night Raw when one of the Usos, was it Jimmy that got hurt? It was Jimmy mm -hmm. that got hurt, right? Had to, I was, had to leave the match. Okay, if you want to take the tag team championships, the Raw tag team championships off of the Usos, that was the way to do it. You could have done that. I mean, easily the Judgment Day could have been able to win that, and it could have been Sammy taking the pinfall. You know, like, oh, my God, Sammy again is in trouble because, you know, Roman's going to be pissed now they lost the tag team championships because he was in the place of one of the Usos. They could have done that. I really believe that the that we're going to see Sammy and Kevin Owens as the tag team champions. And that's going to be after WrestleMania. But I think that after this breakup, I think that's the way to go because Sammy by himself against the bloodline, that's going to be tough. Ask Kevin Owens how tough it is. Well, I'll add a couple things that what if Sammy's not by himself? What if somehow Paul Heyman's with him as well? <laughs> Wait a second. So Brock Lesnar, okay, uh -huh. Brock Lesnar to Roman Reigns to Sami Zayn. Uh huh. It's a, it's a different angle, different way to go things, but it's a face Paul Heyman with Sami Zayn. So who's going to protect Heyman? 
because if there's a switch, who's going to protect him? Who's going to protect the beatdown when Roman Reigns gets his hands on Paul? We've seen him KO? Before, but this is Sami Zayn. What's Sami going to do about it? What if he's with Sammy and KO and you just like they're a trio essentially? Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'll do it for GKW. <laughs> so much. Well, Enjoy the rumble. So long, here's the other thing I'll throw out. I guess you could put a percentage chance on it. What percentage chance that KO is that moment on Saturday? Sammy turns in that match, KO wins the belt. KO is pretty over right now. He's not on Sammy's level, but that's the moment, and that's how you protect yourself from the rumble, even. Where you get that massive moment, it's KO ending the the run on Saturday well, night. Well, well, if if it wasn't for them combining the championships, be, right. it'd be cool for Roman to lose like a Raw title, right. one of those yeah. championships, <laughs> for it for it to be some kind of finish where Kevin Owens wins. But since you combine the championships, so we got to look back in the archives. How often has the World Championship changed on at the Royal Rumble? Um, Rock so. Punk. Yeah, the, the, I think that's the last one I can think of is Rock Punk. Yeah, I don't think the Rumble is a place for that. But I, I can understand why you would think, bro, it's that it could be, and, and also you gave to think that it's going to be Sami Zayn and Roman because apparently the Rock's not available. So after Roman gets through Kevin Owens, then what? Right. So unless it's Cody. And again, it's just, I still, after all these months, I can't get over my, can't get in my head that Cody Rhodes can beat Roman Reigns. This AEW guy comes into the company and beats Roman at WrestleMania. I just... I can't say I, I can't say it would never happen. I can't seem to see that in my head, though. I can't see that. Yeah, look, I'm with you 100. I, I can see Cody being WWE champion at some point, but to have him be crowned at your biggest event of the year, saying, "Hey, going forward, this this spring, this summer, this fall, tune in. Cody Rhodes is now our new champion." I I, I have a hard time seeing that as well. I. And I, I don't think if Sammy wins the Rumble and then somehow wins a championship off of Roman at WrestleMania, I look at it as more of a, it's going to be a schmozzy finish like when Mick Foley won his. Like there's going to be some help, like KO is going to have to get involved. I don't know if they get anybody else involved, but when when Mick, when when Mankind and Mick Foley won that first one on January 4th, you know, on Monday Night Raw, it was because Stone Cold came in and hit a bunch of people in the head with chairs, you know, and that's why Mick Foley ended up winning that first WWE championship. I see something similar where Sammy isn't, it's not going to be a halluva kick pinning Roman clean in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, like it would have to be some sort of schmozzy finish that would get the belt on him. albeit very briefly. Cause I, I don't know where you go with world champion, Sammy Zayn. So CJ Taylor points out lastly beat Brock last year for the WWE title. Cause remember they had that whole schmozzy thing where Big E yeah. was hurt or somehow. The other thing, I mean, if The Rock's not in quote-unquote game shape and not ready to wrestle, is there a way you still get him in L.A. and he cost Roman? And that's how Sammy wins. So you still get The Rock moment and you get the pop of The Rock coming out, but he's turning on Roman where Roman, you know, talking smack all week about how he's the Samoan king and no one else matters. You know, show up in L.A., put the tights on. Don't come <laughs> out there and just, don't come out there like some old veteran and just mess, <laughs> mess with the match. Put the tights on. I know he's not going to wrestle. Apparently, he's just not going to be available. Uh, maybe Which makes the, sense. He makes 27 movies a month, it feels like. So, he's a busy yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. He's got a tequila 20. company. He's got seven bucks production. He's got a lot going on. 
I mean, outside of that, that's the only match that we ever want to see from The Rock, right? Because because the WWE does a bad job of being able to develop the next thing, the next big thing, the transcendent star. All we want to see is Roman versus Rock, and then that'll be it for The Rock. There's nothing else for him, really. I will say, if it's The Rock, if it's Austin, like that to me is the first sign of like, you know what? Maybe Vince is still booking. Because we've talked about a lot how Hunter was put in this corner by Vince. This is your chance to break out of it a little bit. But if you go down that road, you're once again missing an opportunity to build some future stars. Last year's Rumble developed no one. Two years ago, Keith Stark, Keith Lee could have been a star. They did nothing with it. If one of those older dudes wins it, like you're wasting an opportunity on Saturday. Well, so I guess it is worth noting I went through the odds earlier. Stone Cold Steve Austin's odds did take a big jump where he is now the fourth uh, best odds to win the Royal Rumble at plus 550 behind The Rock at plus 500. And, and that has a lot of people speculating that it could be Stone Cold Steve Austin who ends up winning the Rumble for a record fourth time. Okay. So so an old Austin against Roman for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Anybody believe that Austin could win that title? No. No. Then what's the point? And, okay. I can see this at Great Balls of Fire. Or some other answer there. <laughs> in your house, great balls of fire. Yes. <laughs> in your house. I can see this someplace like that, like last night, WrestleMania. Like, okay, all right. I mean, it's weird that those odds are that high for a guy. I mean, put him over the top rope and put him out of his misery. I, I don't mind him at WrestleMania for some, you know, right. kind of weird matchup like we just saw last time with Kevin Owens, but him competing in the Rumble and then winning the Rumble. But it, it, that, and I'm here to tell you, if that happens, the next week I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. You are put Austin in that position, and yet you can't develop new stars. That's the best you can do. A guy that was off for 19 years comes back, and you, you make him the Royal Rumble winner. That would be disappointing for me because where is that going? Yes, yes it would be very disappointing if that happens. Like, look, if, if the glass shatters and he comes out and gives a couple of stunners and then gets tossed over the top rope, cool. You know, like if he's entrant number 29 and fine, but him winning the rumble. Yeah. It's especially, he didn't yeah, put on I a agree. classic like, with KO. He shouldn't win the rumble. Like, no, no, he's just not ready. Yeah, All right. Like let's he's go a ahead. speed bump. He's a chance to get someone over. Like, like you mentioned, he comes out, hits some stunners and Gunther throws him over the top rope. Like that's a good moment for Gunther. Like that's what those guys should be used for. 100%. I agree. And also, if we want to real quick, just look at some of the comments here. CJ Taylor, he says Cody. Sammy is the dark horse. Tater72 says Stone Cold. So there's someone that is uh, on the no, board with that. No, he's saying Stone Cold Steve Austin, question mark. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's what he's saying. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, James says, Bloodline helps Sammy win the Rumble. Roman tells Sammy he needs to lay down at Mania as his final test to be official oos. There's that. I think that's very likely, James. Yes. Yeah. So there's just some uh, other suggestions. So, a lot of intrigue with the Men's Royal Rumble. But the women, different stories. We dive into our three counts and our top three stories outside of that. We call it the three count here on GKW. And, Brian, what do we have at number one? Well, yes, there will be another Rumble on Saturday, the sixth ever Women's Royal Rumble. So, same question. Who will win it, and who do you want to see win the Women's Rumble on Saturday? So... Does this go first? Do we think that the women the women have to go first, right? And I know they rotated through, and sometimes the men yeah. go first women, you know. But with the way that they built built up the men's, like to me, it has to go on last. It has to be the main event. So the women are going to lead off, and they have seven announced entries right now. 
Yep, uh, those women are Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Shayna Baszler, Zelina, Go- Zelina, and Emma somehow has gotten in the mix as well. Ah, good for Emma. Um, yeah. Emma. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Emma or Emma? Zelina, which one? Um, so I, I am going to say Rhea Ripley has been doing the best work, I think, of any one of those uh, potential entrants. She is, to me, the de facto leader of Judgment Day, the way that she just kind of commands the respect and carries herself. It seems like to me they've been building her up for a potential big spot at WrestleMania, and this is the easiest way to get her over. Have her win the Royal Rumble, have her choose her champion, whether that's Bianca, my guess is it would be Bianca, or, I mean, again, if you want to run it back with Charlotte Flair, you can do that too. But I think Rhea Rip is... To me, that next in line where they have Bianca that, you know, they've, they've developed into a great star and Rhea's had her moments here and there, but outside the four horsewomen, it's Bianca. And you've got a chance to me, if you have Rhea win this one, Rhea can be that next crop of superstars that's coming up and can carry start carrying that women's division even more. I think it's going to be Rhea. I think they're going to push Bailey in that spot. That's the dark horse. Um, she's, she doesn't have a, she doesn't have championship gold yet, but her tag team, um, compadres do the other two in, uh, damage control. So I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley. I, I just think, you know, it's funny. So the metamorphosis of Rhea Ripley is interesting to me because we already saw that her and Charlotte had a great match at WrestleMania when it was at the performance center. I mean, that was the best match on that WrestleMania in front of no, no crowd. They just were right. fantastic. Do you notice Rhea Ripley though? She keeps the judgment day together. It's almost like she comes out there just hammered, right? She comes, she's just staggering down the ramp, and just like dumb, dumb, yeah. It's just like <laughs> this the smile, and just like it's almost like cool NWO weird, right? That, like she keeps it together, and nothing against the others. Like in Masiro's trying to you know develop his personality, but Rhea, I think she's completely different, uh, and helps this thing be palatable to watch. She's just got her hair down and she's always sticking her beak in there against men. As soon as a guy wants to be able to punch her, he knows he can't and she knows it and she smiles. We're seeing more personality from her now than we did before. So I think Rhea deserves it, but I have Bailey in the, in my back pocket just in case it would not surprise me if Bailey won it. Yeah. It makes sense. I feel like if it's one of the horsewomen, you feed them to either Charlotte or even Bianca to add to her star power, even though she's beating them. To me, Rhea's starting to feel a little too obvious. And I feel like a lot of times when there's that obvious winner is when they're like, well, we got to go a different way. So I do think her winning would be great because I think her versus Bianca or her versus Charlotte again, like those are amazing mania matches. Like sign me up for that from a wrestling standpoint. But I'm worried about it becoming too obvious. I saw her in an interview this week said she would love to be in the men's rumble one day. So maybe that's her moment Saturday. She does both rumbles. She's in the women's one and then comes out and eliminates Ray from the men's one. And you sort of have that moment there, and that's her moment of the night. But we knock a lot of the AEW women's division. The WWE women's division, something's off right now. You've got everyone back. You've got everyone healthy. But there's just not that development. There's a reason there's only seven announced wrestlers right now, and I think it's because of their roster. And we, we'll see it in the Rumble where they just pull out random you know, returnees because like, ah, oh, crap, we don't have anyone else back there. Like, you go get them. So maybe, there definitely is an issue right there right now. Maybe a little Wendy Chu comes out there with her pillow and her pajamas. Sure. <laughs> That'll be interesting. They'll have her just sleep in the corner from NXT. 
<laughs> I think that's what they'll, they're going to pull some NXT people. They'll cobble it together. What did we talk about a year ago uh, during this time? Um, Hardcore Country came out there, the, uh, the yes. Impact Champion. Yeah, Which and that was the moment. And they announced yeah. that beforehand. Do we get uh, Ronda Rousey back for the Rumble? Because she's she's been gone ever since Charlotte beat her on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. We haven't seen much of Ronda Rousey. I don't know if I, that experiment is done, if it's over, or if... Like, I, I, again, I have no idea because it's part of this women's division just being in disarray, and then we see Raquel Rodriguez going out there just challenging people just because on SmackDown. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, but Liv Morgan has a little bit of spice now. Smack the shit out of Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, there we go, Liv. There we go. I do what think she she's she... the one they try and get something out of. Like, she probably comes out one or two and makes a run. What does she say? She goes, I had my palm red oh, yeah. the other day. Yeah. Damn. yeah. And it was tight, but that was stiff. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, there you go, Liv. Now she's over with me. There you go, a little spice. I like it. I think we'll see some more out of her. I think she makes a run on Saturday, but like, I just don't see anyone else. Like, yes, you can always go to Bailey and Becky. Like they're always there as options. They're always your dependable go-tos, but what else is there? Like the NXT thing is interesting. Cause I feel like they've sort of gotten away from that since they went to 2.0, but like this could be a chance to get some of those guys and girls over. Or do we see a Mandy Rose? No. No, we won't see a Mandy Rose. No, no. okay, <laughs> no, no, but I think that would not surprise me if there's another impact wrestler, somebody from there, someone from the indies. It's Triple H running it now, so I, yeah. I can expect some some surprises, halfway, half ass surprises. But I think the overarching point is, guys, and you're right, there's a problem with this women's division. Nothing against Bianca and Charlotte as champions, Correct. it's just like building contenders that you believe. Like the, the idea that Sonya Deville is hot now in this division. Like, so is she gonna wrestle at the Rumble, by the way? Is she against is she on the card? So when I looked this morning, it wasn't on the WWE site, but they're building towards that. I felt like maybe they're just making it official tomorrow night. So you lose against Charlotte and Bianca if you're Sonya Deville. Right. So what, uh-huh. what's the point of all this? Like she is, uh, she's Ziggler right now. Like, like she yeah. can, she can go, <laughs> but you can never see her as WWE women's champion. So I don't, that's how down the, the division is when Sonya Deville's getting this kind of TV time. Is that saying she can't wrestle, but is she hot? No. Yeah. So the only thing that outside of the rumble matches, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Uh, Reigns versus KO, and then Bianca versus Alexa Bliss. Those are the only announced matches right now outside of the two Royal Rumble matches. Know something about Bianca Belair? Her matches are solid, but it, guys, it's a lot. It's it's really hot at the entrance when she comes out and when she twirls that braid, but then the bell rings, and it's fun. But it's never like the crowd is behind her. Have you ever noticed? Like, what mm-hmm. the match was on Monday Night Raw? Like, it's and this is Philly. It's a really good crowd. Mm-hmm. She comes out there, and I th- again, match was solid, but you don't feel the crowd getting behind her in her matches. They love the entrance and they love the end, but it's the middle that's supposed to count. And I don't see a baby face Bianca getting the support from the crowd. They just see her and they're like, "Okay, KOD, so long, everybody." I mean, that's but- it. I think that drives home your point. Like there's nothing to get behind because there's no threat of her losing. 
Like she's just out there and like, you know what the result's going to be. Her versus Rhea might be different. Like heel Rhea versus face Bianca. You're going to think, all right, is Rhea going to get the title? There's something to get behind there. There isn't like her versus, you know, Sonya on a Monday. is like, all right, we know who's winning this match. Yeah. yeah and you know, it's not going to be much of a match. And right. Again, the, the one match I think a lot of people were looking forward to was the cage match, which essentially ended up being a non-match um, with the way that they decided to kind of book fly with the bloodline thing going Monday night. And, and, and that's the problem. It's the same problem on the men's side. They've, they've got a contenders problem right now in WWE. They don't, they don't have believable people to challenge. They've got strong champions that like you don't get much stronger as your champions as Roman Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. You can't get stronger than that. But at no point, <laughs> at no point do I believe any one of them have been in actual peril during their respective reigns. I, I want more of the Raw matches to be able to fast forward to the end like we saw with that cage match. Because that bloodline thing was 30 plus minutes, they're like, okay, so you know what the ending is, right? Yep, that's what we go to immediately. We don't have time for the match. Let's just get to the end where you beat down Becky. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that for five minutes and then we're out. I mean, you brought that cage to Philly for no reason. (laughs) And they lowered it. Someone had to go through the work of lowering it. (laughs) I mean, that's what happened there. That just there's so many matches, like some of the Miz matches. Just get to the end, whatever it is, right? The the you know. Those matches, just go right to the end, please. Yeah, so and, and that's I, the thing. Like I, you know, hopefully you can use it. Like that's my big takeaway for both Rumbles. Like this is the perfect opportunity to build some stars, to make something happen with younger stars. They don't have to win it, but to have those moments that were severely missing last year. And I hope they take advantage of that on Saturday. I just want everybody to know that this is Gabe Nitzel's. This is his Hanukkah. This oh. is his Kwanzaa. This is his Christmas. <laughs> he needs to have the Royal Rumble be interesting because, and, and I think it's fascinating because uh, Gabe is one of our few friends here that says, oh, the Rumble's better than WrestleMania. Like, he's really into it. This is something special for you, and I know you don't want to be disappointed. No, but it's it's. I mean, it it was super disappointing last year, and I know um, you you sent that article. If if you're a wrestling fan, you need to check that out. What was the article you sent earlier? Yeah, Sean Ross Sapp did a whole like like breakdown of last year's Rumble, talking to people. Check that out. It is really good and uh, adds to last year being uh, pretty terrible. So the problem that I have is I start going back, and and you mentioned this, Brian, about like. Okay, this is your opportunity to make new stars. All right? So here are some of the names that have won some of the last Royal Rumbles. <laughs> Look at this comment from James. This is, what is he, Tony Schiavone? This is the most important <laughs> Rumble in WWE history. Like, come on, Tony. Schiavone. So last year you had Brock. Year before that was Edge. Year before that was Drew McIntyre. Which that one was a because you know you had um, Brock Lesnar eliminating everybody, Drew McIntyre eliminates him, it ended up being a pretty big thing. Seth Rollins, who was already a WWE champion, Shinsuke, who then you disappointed with at Mania, Randy Orton, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Batista, John Cena, like they haven't taken the advantage of trying to build stars outside of a couple of times, I would say with Shinsuke, because he was still relatively new to the men's main event roster at that point. And 
Drew McIntyre. Other than that, it's like guys who have won WWE championships before, which I guess is what makes me a little bit excited. The fact that Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, guys who haven't had that opportunity, are the two betting favorites right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. You look at that list and like, yeah, Shinsuke was a surprise and not anything I think I ever expected, but then he didn't even get to main event mania. And like, you look at the 15 names even announced right now, Cody, Kofi, Ricochet, Lashley, Rollins, Theory. There's the same boat. I mean, Gunther's the one that is sort of that dark horse of, is this a chance? Do you push him to the moon? I know they're doing a lot with that IC title, but what can you do with him? Because that's someone you can really build around. Like, you know, him single-handedly throwing out the big guys that, how is anyone going to eliminate Omos? Like, how is that going to happen? Let Gunther do it solo. Like, he's one I think can really benefit the most on Saturday. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have a great time. Um, I'm going to have a party, and hopefully it delivers, because if not, then, well, J-Hood's going to make me work next year during the Rumble. So, come come on, Hunter. Let's go, buddy. Listen, just to to open up the curtain here, I would have liked to do a show after the Rumble, (laughs) but we know we can't because you're drunk. So we so no we won't do it. But if it's a failure, if you're mad, then next Royal Rumble we're gonna have to yeah. do a show after Royal Rumble. So yeah, that's fair. Right. It's only totally right. fair. It's a trend at that point. Yeah, right. So if it's bad and if it's not what you want, and you're gonna be ranting, you know, for thirty minutes on, you know, next Thursday about the Rumble, then you just have to, we have to work the Rumble. Sorry, that just because, you know, the women I don't expect a lot of, but with the men it is intriguing at the top. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens. All right. Before we get to our guest tonight, who is Matt Cardona, we do have uh, number two on the three count, right? Switching over to the world of AEW. What's a better AEW storyline going on right now? Is it MJF versus Brian Danielson for the title or the AEW women's division, which all seems to be involved in a one angle right now? Can I say that I don't like MJF chant? Like champion MJF just hasn't done it for me. Like he is. Oh, I, 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 I don't quick. Know, like, <laughs> whoa! Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. I, this I guy, just hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> I asked you, asked you both. Uh-huh. Hey, MJF's champion. You sure that this gets over? I mean, he's got the best promo, and he's the one of the better wrestlers in the company. You sure you want this as champion? And of course, bro is always going to say yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so he's always going to be for it. He's a mark because he's a Kevin Mark. It's you, Regal's you, fault. He's supposed to be the center part of the storyline, yeah. and now he's mentioned as a throwaway Ellen <laughs> yeah. DeGeneres. It's his fault. Hey, hold on a second. I asked you guys. You sure you want this guy as heavyweight champion? This is not a diss at MJF. I told you there's certain guys in the business that don't need a championship to get over. And MJF's one of them. They gave him the championship, and now you're sour on him because you can't wait another, I don't know, month for, to see this build between Brian Danielson and MJF. Wow. You were right. I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. You're very you're good looking. I'm not attractive. Like, like it's it just hasn't hit for me. Like uh-huh. him being, like him being MJF and sporadically appearing as not the champ, it hits for me. But him doing a backstage promo with the Triple B as Danielson's out there trying to work his way to that championship match, like, look, and 
the Iron Man match is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. But I, I kind of just find myself going, meh. When, when, I, when you become meh, that's bad, man. Like, I, I should have, like, I feel stronger about Jeff Jarrett. The hatred that I have for Jeff Jarrett right now. And, and MJF is just like, oh, I guess he's here. He just, it's just not hitting for me. Am I alone? So the only reason I'd say, like, I'm okay with the angle right now is, like, we're getting 15-minute Brian matches every week. Like, just yes. have some patience. Like, we're getting Thatcher next week versus Brian. Like, that's going to be a fun we had The Bandito match last week, yesterday against Brian Cage, no, wasn't great, but it still was good because it's Brian Danielson. So have some patience. Like, we're, we're getting well, there. But this is more about Brian Danielson. Like, yes, I'm sure. Sign me up for Brian Dan. I mean, do I have concerns about Brian Danielson wrestling every every week? Of course I do, but Fair. but that says more about Brian Danielson than as MJF. No, go ahead, and talk it out. I t- I told you, <laughs> I told you to. You guys don't listen to me. Like it, the, the Jr. of this show told you that a guy like that he doesn't need the belt to get over, like Jake Roberts and Raven. He doesn't need to be able to get up, but you guys insisted. Oh, it'd be so awesome because MJF's so awesome. Oh, the verbiage, all oh, the promos. He's a solid wrestler. Now he's an heavyweight champion, and now what? Now, and 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 by the way, this is not dissing him. I'm saying he's that great that he doesn't have to be the champion. He can still be feuding with Brian Danielson and whole, a whole bunch of other people on this roster and still get over the championship. Okay, so he's on TV, but he's not defending it. How is he any different from Roman? It's not. In that and, that, and that was my, and that's exactly what I thought when I watched his promo last night, Jay Hood. Like, I'm just like, this guy, and I guess he's kind of on TV. He didn't do it live. He's not out in front of the crowd. He's no different than Roman. He's no different than Roman right now. I, well, well, I think, but at least he, here's the other thing. Here's, I guess the other thing is that MJF solo, like him being right. a smarmy heel as solo there's something also that's missing when he's been able to be a smarmy and, you know, talk his, you know, talk his shit, but then he's got somebody else behind him. Like he doesn't have that right now. And I, there's just, again, him solo. He needs to, if you're going to be that, you have to be more of a badass heel more or less, but you, you can't be the, the chicken shit heel and not have the backup behind you. You know, what was, what sucked was that promo we did on dynamite last night um, <laughs> where He's in Lexington, Kentucky, and he's just doing a five or six minute promo with a door behind him. Like yeah. no banner, not like just a random door. I'm like, I was bored just because of the backdrop that was behind him. I'm like, you're talking, you're sitting back in a chair talking with this. I'm like, there's nothing going on. Like, there's no one holding the mic for you. You're just sitting back in a chair talking. It's like, okay, now where's this going? We have another month of this. Yeah, that's what happens. When we have sporadic pay per views, right? You could have started this now, leading in for another four weeks. This is a two, what, almost a two and a half month build. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a long time. That's the thing, because like we got that good moment with MJF and Starks. Like we had that promo, we had a good match, but that was so early on and so fast. Like I feel like they could have waited a little bit. But again, going back to the Regal point, I think that sort of sped up the clock a little bit, and I think that would have changed the angle. Like Regal in his corner and yes. though that dynamic and doing stuff with BCC, like I feel like he should have gone through the BCC a little bit more. Like him versus Yuta, do something there, like face Claudio, beat Claudio, and then you know Brian has to come in and save the day and be the guy that's gonna take the title off MJF, and then maybe be a little different. But yeah, two and a half months of 
hey, you got to beat everyone. Hey, you're going to beat them. Hey, we're going to beat you down. Like, it does get a little repetitive. So, um, so to answer the question directly, the MJF Bryant or the AEW original women. Okay, so this is a borrowed storyline, and this pops up almost in every company, right? Last time we saw this was TNA with the whole thing of the TNA originals against the establishment, right? The whole thing of, hey, it's like the new faces of AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and all those guys, right? A young bucks that were pretty much not really in the mix, but still, you know, part of the, like, the young core, uh, Christopher Daniels. Um, and over here, here comes Kevin Nash back. Here's Scott Steiner. Here's Sting, Kurt Angle, Booker T. We've seen this before. We've seen this before of they're trying to have some dividing line of former WWE stars against the AEW originals was trying to make uh, Britt Baker a baby face. And so, okay, you want to do that as long as it comes into something where it makes sense, it's fine. But it's not like we've never seen this before. Oh, there's a dividing line between the originals and and the new stars of AEW. Ultimately, you want to be able to give the young stars and give them the push and push down the former WWE people. I, I don't think, think, that, easy... I don't think I don't that's that's smart either, by the way, because I like Tony Storm. I mean, so I like some of those people. Yeah, but I think Tony Storm, I guess I, I really liked her as the heel last night. I liked mm-hmm. her coming out without the sunglasses, being more direct march down to the ring. Like I I, I liked the more no nonsense approach from St- Tony Storm. And look, I, I, I like it better right now than MJF Bryan because it is getting more women involved. Like, we hadn't seen Ruby Soho in God knows how long outside of AEW Dark, and she delivers an an incredible match that we talked about, the tag team match that was on Rampage where she just continued to bleed and bleed and bleed, and then delivered a solid match last night with Tony Storm, and I know it was supposed to be a triple threat, but getting her more involved, I think that's a win. You know, having Soraya, like her turning heel, I, I just... The fact that they're going somewhere with the women's division outside of just one, even if it's just one storyline involving all these women, you're getting more characters involved. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, how many other wrestling storylines have been borrowed and we've seen before? Now, the ones that last and stick out are the original ones, just like the the bloodline has really stuck out in WWE. And I think that's why we've all enjoyed it. But I mean, WWE's formulaic, excuse me, professional wrestling's formulaic. And, you know, it's... It's the same reason that, you know, a lot of people love going to James Bond movies or Marvel movies. They're, they're formulaic. We know what's going to happen. But if you tell an interesting story on your way to getting to the end, you can hook us. So I guess I like where this is starting. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Tony does with this women's angle. And it has me more intrigued right now than MJF. Brian. And happy yes. birthday, Willow Nightingale. Call me. Yeah, I, I think she's great. Like, it's a good chance to, you know, showcase her. And that's the thing. Like you mentioned, Britt turning face, Soraya turning heel. I think it ends in blood and guts. My only issue with this is sort of your point, Gabe, about MJF as a champion. You forget who the women's champion is. There was a point last night where I was like, who is the women's champion? They've completely squashed Jamie Hayter. Like she was so over and her winning was a big deal. And now she's just sort of thrown in there. So that's sort of my negative there. I think you've taken some of the wind out of her steam. Which is fair. I I think that's a fair criticism. You just got to keep pushing her out there. See, see, here, here's the thing. I like her as champion, and we know why she's champion, because we talked about it leading into her championship. Boy, when she comes out there, that first yeah. quarter. You know you're a star in wrestling, by the way. That first quarter of the music, eh, 
And uh-huh. oh, Stevie Hater, and, and like she gets this big pop. You know, you're a star when people know the first quarter of your music, and so Hater got that, but she's still overshadowed in some ways by Reba yes. and by Dr. Britt Baker in some ways. But still, I can't wait to see her wrestle. You know, and Jade Cargill, same thing. It's a little bit, it's a little bit cold right now. We don't mm-hmm. see a real contender for her championship because she's run through everybody, which is fine. But someone's got to heat up and be able to take on Jade and say, you know what? At Revolution or whatever the next pay per view is after that, they gotta get the title off of her. Uh, yep. Shout out to Tater, who also points out that Double J was not on our televisions last night. So yes, indeed, there is somebody above watching over us. He'll be on Rampage, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, at least I can. You know, most of the time I DVR that and I don't watch it live. So you just fast forward through his appearance on that. All right, we're excited for number three on our three count because he's one of the names that keeps popping up. Will he show up on Saturday night? Who knows? But he does have a championship match coming up in NWA. It's going to be a lot of fun um, because he's been having a lot of fun since he was released from WWE back in 2020. Please welcome our next guest, Matt Cardona. Welcome back in to GKW Good Karma Wrestling. Gabe Nitzel, Brian Rowitz, Jonathan Hood. We are excited today because we are joined by one of the hottest names in professional wrestling. If you follow all the PW, all those lists, his name's certainly on there. We welcome in Max Arcota. Matt, thank you so much for jumping on, man. We certainly appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, so NWA Power coming up Tuesday, January 31st at the Knoxville Convention Center. It'll be a live edition of the show, youtube.com slash NWA, if you want to check that out. We'll, we'll get to some of the NWA stuff here in just a little bit. But you, you've been on a, a really good run here since 2020. And kind of branching off into your own and hitting the independent circuits the way you have over the last two years, was the success that you had via your YouTube show, did that give you that confidence that you would be able to go out and have the success that you've been able to have? I mean, the YouTube show was an awesome time in my career, but, um, you know, I didn't give a damn about proving anybody wrong. I wanted to prove myself right. You know, I'm not bitter. I don't have this chip on my shoulder. I just wanted to continue to live my dream. And, you know, not that I had handcuffs on in WWE, but I had no handcuffs. Uh, I would be my own boss and I would sink or swim and just go after any opportunity I could. And the, the always ready moniker, it, it's not just a hashtag. It's not just my entrance music. It's not just a logo on my gear or t-shirt. It's the way I, I live my life. I'm always ready for any opportunity. That's how I've lived my, my life, my career. And, and I'm still, I'm still trying, baby. I'm not quitting. Well, Matt, how's life for you right now? Because to be a hot name, not only the NWA, but anywhere in the world, where they say, I, go, I want to book Matt Cardona. What's that feel like for you personally? Feels great. You know, this is uh, an awesome time in my career. 2022 was the most successful year of my career. I don't care how you define success. If you define it by accolades, money, by happiness, whatever, whatever way you define it, I am the most successful I've ever been in my career. But that was 2022. Can't live in the past, right? It's 2023 now. So what am I going to do to top 2022? Um, that's what motivates me now. We see the belt behind you, the NWA title. You're going to try and win it again next month. As a wrestling fan, when you look back on some of those accomplishments, how surreal did it be like, oh, I was the NWA world champion. How crazy is that for you as a wrestling fan? It was awesome. I mean, I respect the hell out of the lineage and, and the tradition of the NWA. Guys like Ric Flair, 
Ricky Steamboat, Harley Race, Sting, Christian, you know, when you go into the TNA days. So it was cool to be uh, a part of that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the NWA, I feel like it's living in the past and they need someone like me to, uh, to bring it to the spotlight. Yeah, and he's going to have that opportunity. NWA, enough said. Pay-per-view, it's in Tampa, February 11th. Make sure you check out NWATix.com as Matt Cardona will go up against Tyrus to try to get that NWA championship back. All right, so it's not just you, it's your wife. I mean, you know, famous wrestling couple now. What is it like when you get the opportunity to wrestle with wife? It's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's cool that, you know, we have this job together where we're not together 24-7. There are some weekends where, you know, she's doing something, I'm doing another thing. But it's cool to come together, especially in the NWA with the Cardona family, VSK, Brian Myers, Mike Max. But, you know, we are married to each other in real life, but we're not married to each other in our careers. So she can do her own thing. I can do my own thing. And it's fun to be able to, you know, do our own thing, but at the same time come together and it fits so perfectly. Well, Matt, so you, you also you you made her a an action figure. You, you put the video out there a couple of days ago. Were you disappointed? Yeah. She did not seem too thrilled, Matt, with <laughs> with her action figure. Like, uh, were you were you were you hoping for a better reaction? I definitely was hoping for a better reaction, and that figure is available majorpodmerch.com. Yes, we make our own uh, our figures, the major bendy line. So it was cool to put her in the line, and it didn't take much convincing. Actually, uh, you know, usually we got to get someone to sign a contract. I, there was no contract for it. I just made it. <laughs> so, Matt, tell us about the state of the business right now. For all your colleagues, men and women across the board in 2023, how would you describe what's going on right now in our business? Oh, best time ever to be a wrestler, 100%. I've been almost in this business for 20 years. I've been a lifelong fan. I mean, this, this is the most opportunity that is out there with all these different companies, you know, WWE, AEW, NWA, all the independents, GCW, and now with, with streaming and the way independents work now, if you were doing a show in, in New Jersey, you know, 10 years ago, that was it. You, you might read about it in the PWI or something, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Maybe like someone made a DVD and you, you saw the footage later on, but now with streaming, you know, I do a GCW show in New Jersey. It's on Fight TV. The, the one I did where I beat Nick Gage trended number one online over the, U, uh, the UFC and the Olympics. So, you know, the power of the internet's real. I've been saying that since 2011 when I uh, became the internet champion. You talked about betting on yourself. We talk about you a lot on the show as being the guy sort of setting that example of, hey, it might be a bad day when you're released from another company, but you can still bet on yourself. How much of an inspiration do you find yourself being to some other guys right now? Listen, I can't put words in anyone's mouth. I knew that the, the day I got released, uh, it was a, it was something I needed. Um, you know, I, I've talked about it before. I did not re-sign the WWE contract that was offered to me. So my deal was going to be up uh, that August. And I didn't know if I was going to stay or go. And it was something that was eating at me every single day. Uh, do I stay? Do I go? Do I stay? Do I go? And the, the decision was made for me. And it was this instant sign of relief. That day, I had my, my new pro wrestling tea stores up. Uh, but it's unfortunate because there are some guys who were released that day. And, and you know, guys or girls who've been released after that who, who haven't done a goddamn thing. So that's on them. So I, as Scott Steiner says, I have no sympathy. You know, you got to do the goddamn work. <laughs> and, and if you're not going to do it, well, then you shouldn't be booked. So you, you mentioned, again, you, you go back to 2022 to being a career year, but you're not going to rest on that. You want to go forward in 2023. What are, do you have goals? Do, do you beat have Tyrus, anything that you're looking one. forward to? Beat, n- number one, beat Tyrus. That's goal number <laughs> one. Listen, Tyrus is a hell of a competitor. 
hell of a talent, right? I, I've known Tyrus for a long time. I think we met 2006, 2007. So, you know, our careers have kind of been, you know, together, you know, separate but together. And now we're both here in the NWA. And listen, he's on Fox News. He's got that title, you know, over over his shoulder. That's that's incredible, right? The fact that he's bringing the attention to that title is incredible. But it's it's the National Wrestling Alliance, not the National Talk Show Alliance. You know what I'm saying? So so Tyrus, he can you know wear it on TV all he wants. Is he out there making towns? Is he out there wrestling anywhere else? I'll answer the question. No. no. And it's not just Tyrus. The majority of the people in the NWA aren't wrestling anywhere else. What are they doing? I'm wrestling every weekend. The NWA right now, you know, it's it's on. You know, power's on every week, but. Guys, we know it's taped in advance, right? So there, there, are, there are so many people who just do these NWA tapings a couple times a year, and that's it. They call themselves a pro wrestler. They're not. I'm wrestling every goddamn weekend. I'm working every day, whether it be promoting myself, doing stuff like this, or on the Major Wrestler Podcast. I know that I will bring the most value to that championship. You know, Tyrus on Fox News. That's awesome. It's great. But I will actually defend that title all around the world, every single, you know, independent I'm at, I'll bring it. Um, but let's see what happens when it's me and Tyrus one-on-one. Matt, it's great that you're on the show, but I want to know more about your merchandise. You mentioned something you talking about your wife's earlier. Give us that latest merchandise that you have. Is it around you right now? Can you show us? Oh, I, I mean, I'm always ready. Right? Major Bendy Series 3. <laughs> Look, we, we got we got Effie right here. Major Bendy Series 3 right now. <laughs> available. Uh, Majorpodmerch.com. Uh, we got, oh, look who it is. It's Colt. Boom, boom, Cabana, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Who else we got here? Oh, there, there she is. It's my wife, Chelsea Green, Major Bendy. We have Gangrel, but if you want the variant, you get the, the bloody version right there. Uh, <laughs> Majorpodmerch.com. So. Okay. All right. That's what I want to see. And then the, the, the belts behind you, the championship belts. That's just so awesome, man. We see the championship belt, and then you have one over your left shoulder as well. Yeah, so we have the, the major pod championship, and the, this is the, this is the replica NWA title. Uh, you know, I want to bring the real one home again, the title that I never lost. Let's 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 keep that in mind. I, I was never pinned. Uh, I never uh, tapped out. I was forced to relinquish it. Uh, I tore my bicep, unfortunately, and I came back in three months, less than three months. Doctor said six months. I came back in three. And I came back for the NWA. I came back for NWA 74. I didn't want to miss uh, another pay-per-view. It was bad enough. I missed my own goddamn pay-per-view always ready. Uh, I didn't want to miss 74 uh, because, you know, I'm not here to invade NWA. I'm not here to bring it to the ground. I'm here to bring it up and bring it to that next level. So anything I can do to help the NWA, I will. You talk a lot about fr- friends and family and being that tight-knit group. Saw you tweet recently, hashtag Roads to Rumble. How much are you going to enjoy seeing Cody Rhodes get a chance in the Rumble uh, this Saturday night? I'm very happy for Cody. Um, you know, I hope he wins the whole thing. I think this is uh, this is his time 100%, you know, and, you know, anything could happen. And, but I really, I believe this is his time. And, uh, you know, he deserves it. He's earned it. And let's see what happens Saturday. But I want to go back to the injury for a second because you say you come back in three months. How tough is it to rehab an injury when you're a professional wrestler? You know, you, you hear about injuries in professional sports. So, oh, they, they just go to the team facility and they'll work with team doctors and, and the yeah. team is going to help them through that injury. When you go through something like you had to go through and you're working for all these other independent promotions, how tough is that for you, the, the individual going through the injury? Well, that's the thing. You know, my schedule 
was busier than ever because I didn't miss any bookings. I I did all the bookings, right? I went to all these shows. I went to Australia because luckily, you know, Matt Cardona is is a name, a personality, and that's and and I don't think anyone goes to a wrestling show to see me actually wrestle. They, they come to, to 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 see me get my ass kicked, to see me lose, to throw that middle finger in my face, and I love it. So I was fortunate enough to be able to make those bookings. You know, I have that the major wrestler podcast, and then on my off days, I was rehabbing, so I was busier than ever when a normal wrestler would have, you know, had the, the most downtime in their career. Uh, lastly, I want to get your thoughts about um, the passing of Jay Briscoe. It's hurt us all as a wrestling community. Um, we just want to know whether or not you got a chance to talk to him, wrestle him. What was that experience like? Super unfortunate news, obviously. Um, and I never wrestled the guy and I, I barely knew him. I, I, since I was released, I was doing a lot of independence. I saw him at NWA, saw him at Impact. He was saw him at GCW. He was always so super cool, super friendly to me. Um, you know, we we almost had the, the major players versus the Briscoes. It just it just never happened. So that's that's super unfortunate. And man, what a tragedy! And but I'm glad that the the fans and fellow wrestlers are, are keeping his his name his legacy alive. On a much lighter note, what brought you more joy in the last year? Getting married or uh, riding Splash Mountain for the last time? Oh man, we'll definitely get married. Splash Mountain. We, I did ride for the last time. I rode it uh, twice last week, actually, and I rode on the last day. But the last couple of years, a lot of the things weren't working. They weren't fixing it, so it wasn't the ride that it used to be. So, uh, you know, Disney World or Disneyland, whatever. It's not supposed to be a museum. It's supposed to change and be updated. So, I can understand why people are upset. It's leaving. I mean, part of me is upset, but it's time to to update it and, and upgrade it. Matt, we want to, again, uh, check out NWA Power live show Tuesday, January 31st at, at 31st at the Knoxville Convention Center, youtube.com slash NWA. And the NWA Nuffsed pay-per-view is in Tampa. If you happen to be down in that neck of the woods on February 7th, go to NWATix.com and sold see out. it's sold out. So you can't even do it. You can't even do it. Bitch out. You can Matt Cardona, okay. ticket sales. Yeah. Sold out. Yeah. Okay. Then you just get, yeah, just got to watch it. Fight TV. Yeah, yeah, fight TV. See Matt Cardona take out Tyrus. That's right. So <laughs> I, I'm very proud of that. Tyrus and I sold it out. And uh, it's going to be a match that you can't miss because the the, the, the trajectory of the NWA is going to change one way or another. Either Matt Cardona is going to be the new champion and save the NWA or, or Tyrus is going to keep it and that belt's going to collect dust. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I can't wait for you to walk onto that box set with that with that championship. Set. Imagine that what a real champion looks like. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Great idea. Matt, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck February eleventh. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Excited to check that one out. It should be a lot of fun. Um with when he goes up against Tyrus. Uh let's quickly go around. Is he showing up on Saturday? <laughs> oh, I would say no. The only reason I say no is that I do think he wants to promote that pay-per-view. So, Does he? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like it on this interview. <laughs> That's a good one because it didn't sound like it. Uh, can I just tell you something? With uh, you know, Honesty compels me to tell you. Um, he shit on the NWA. <laughs> Pretty hard. Yeah. Pretty hard. I mean, look, honestly, I mean, honestly, I understand. God, when, when you say, Gabe, when you say, like, and he makes a great point because Cardona's making all the towns, right? Every week he's doing something. He's always ready. 
and those some and it's not all the NWA talent. I mean, Ricky Morton's kid is out there and he's wrestling, he's doing fine. But there's a lot of guys on the NWA roster that you don't see pop up in the indies. Uh, maybe because uh promoters don't want to book them or they're not seeking other spots. Uh, so he makes a good point there. And he also uh, broke kayfabe and let everyone know that those NWA shows tape way in advance, <laughs> way, way in advance. Oh boy. So, and, and I understand like there's a gimmick going on there, right? Yeah. But he, he took it further than that. And you gave me a look when I said coming out of that interview that I am looking forward to that. I think I'm going to watch that pay-per-view because I want to see his face when he has to take the pin from Tyrus because he ain't sticking around the NWA. <laughs> oh, man. But, but that's, bro, it's, that's not quite how you do it. Yeah, that, that was a different approach. Yeah, the time honor <laughs> tradition, tradition is to just, you know, if this is going to be, if you're wrapping up with the NWA or any promotion, you take your pinfall, you tip your cap to the, company and just kind of leave no that's not what cardona does no he's got i will PCW. say that he's gonna let you know about his bendies and talk about how if tyrus wins it's just gonna be sitting on a shelf because he doesn't do indies that's a tough one i will say though it could add to the gimmick if he's in the rumble and then he's like comes back like oh i'm a wwe guy but i'll grace the nwa with my presence and you know i'm gonna go win that title and do good that way so maybe I think I don't think he shows up, but I think his wife's in the women's rumble. I think Chelsea Green ends up being in the uh, the women's rumble. That's fair. Maybe Cardona should show up anyway. I mean, just like and he shows up as Zack Ryder, of course. He had to change the whole gimmick, probably the shape for it, so he can just kind of look like Zack Ryder. And of course, if he comes back as Zack Ryder, he'll be immediately eliminated. Oh, Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> Zack Ryder stinks. Matt Cardona's awesome. Yes, that's right. That's right. Isn't that something? The general position of like, (laughs) Matt Ryder, he he sucks. That Cardonia. And look at all the comments from this interview we just did. Like, Cardona's a beast, and it's it's tough for mere mortals, but Matt Cardona is an MF and beast. Like, all this. He's over. Yeah, no question. He's... He's super over, and he—I really don't think he's winning February 11th. And I want to see the reaction when he doesn't and has to get out of there. It's—it's it's fascinating to me. But I digress. There. What do we have this week in news and notes, Brian? All right, we sort of alluded to it earlier. Sean Ross Sapp reported on Monday that WWE has reached out to Stone Cold Steve Austin about a Mania match with Roman Reigns. Dave Meltzer says they're actually trying for Austin versus Brock at Mania. Okay, so it's Austin. Austin at Brock Austin. sounds like a terrible idea. Yes, it does. For Austin. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at least there's storyline there. You play out, you know, it was 20 plus years ago, but the Austin walking out, there's something there. But, <laughs> yeah, but like, no. I just think of the actual match. And I think of, right. I, I think of the way KO and Stone Cold were able to have their match last year. And, and the way, you're not going to be able to do the same thing with Brock Lesnar. Like you're you're eating five f fives and then you're getting pinned. Like so, that's yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's gonna take twenty suplexes because that's yeah, all that Brock does now. He just suplexes people. So Austin gonna take those bumps? Absolutely not. No, I, I don't think that's safe. Uh, I think that's borderline Ric Flair in the ring. If you're having Austin do stuff like that in the ring, yeah, it's. 
I, I don't get that one, man. Like, I do not get it at all. And uh, by the way, I also don't get Stone Cold versus Roman. Like, that also does not make sense to me. Zero. Because that's not going to be that. A, we talked about it earlier where you can't get anyone over. B, that's going to be a terrible match again. It comes back to the rhetorical question I always ask myself. I say to myself, self, here's the question. When those great wrestlers from the 90s and the early 2000s can't wrestle anymore, who will be the legends that the new generation will take on? Who are the legends? An old Sami Zayn? An old Kevin Owens? And will that even be over? And will that even be over? As, you know, all of a sudden, like, Seth Rollins' hair is completely yeah. silver. You know, he's, he's an old man still prancing around in his wife's jacket. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> He'll be 80 still. Do- whoa. <laughs> like, burn it down. Yeah, that music gets over in 10 years. You know that going for you. Oh, sure. Uh, elsewhere, Fightful reporting that WWE has reached out to the authors of Pain and Paul Ellering about a possible return. The team was released late 2020. They have not wrestled since then. Uh, for NXT? Mm-hmm. Sure. NXT, sure. Because that's I, where I loved them. NXT on those takeovers? They were awesome. They were so good. I, yeah. but I, and that's where I feel bad for them on the main roster because like, it seemed like any time – they would start to get some momentum building. I remember them being with Seth Rollins. Like mm-hmm. one of them get hurt and Vince didn't want to put on just one of them on television. He wanted both of them on television. And then the other one would get hurt. It just, they never could get that momentum and the injuries kind of derailed them, but they haven't done anything since. So like, like when Drew McIntyre left and does all the things on the Indies, if he comes back, our last guest, Matt Cardona, I doubt he go back, goes back to the WWE, but if he does, it's he was going out there and he recreated Cody Rhodes. Like, all these guys that left and can get over, like, okay, so they haven't wrestled in two years. Right. Well, one like, of them apparently was telling Booker he's retired, and now it's like, eh, I guess I can come back for a paycheck. Okay. I just, I fine. But they had to wrestle in NXT. I don't know about them in the main roster, like. But I remember NXT, man. They were so imposing, and the the presentation was cool because you got an old Paul Ellering coming out yep. there, the old manager of the Road Warriors. It was it was tight. I liked it. I don't um, think it would be an NXT thing because part of the report says Ellering is up for you know actually traveling and stuff because that's one of the reasons he didn't make the move with them to the main roster. If mm. their music hits, anybody recognize it? Nope. No. Like, that's going over like when the Butcher and the Blade debuted in AEW. Everyone's going to go, everyone's going to get excited. Like, ooh, because you always get that feeling when someone's about to come in and, ooh, somebody say, wait, who the hell are these guys? What do they do again? You mentioned the music. I don't know if they get a reaction when you see them. (laughs) (laughs) Have I seen these guys before? Like, they're big, but we see big guys all the time. You see big guys, you go, hey, Paul Ellering. Right. Yes. <laughs> hey, Precious Paul's back. Hey, Paul, got the rolled up Wall Street Journal. I know him from anywhere. Who's those two big goons with you, Paul? Hey, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that is fair. And then finally, in news and notes, AEWT announcing an international deal with the Zone that'll bring them to 42 markets in Europe and Asia. Good for them. Fantastic. Yes. Um, that also is. In some ways, guys, that could be just a backup just in case something doesn't go well with Warner Media. I expect AW to return to Warner Media. I think it's been a great partnership. However, I do think if you're Tony Khan, 
man, you couldn't do anything with Jay Briscoe. I mean, he's dead now. I know you didn't want him to be on your television, and I'm glad it's cleared enough so we were able to see this tribute match and saw a little bit of a video that was on social media. But, you know, if you're Tony Khan, you want to have as much full autonomy as possible on Warner Television. And you can already tell there's been a few tweaks. We talked mm -hmm. about it early in our show's history. You can't just keep cursing just because you're on, on cable. <laughs> you notice how clean the show is now? Yeah, MJF a little bit here, Jericho a little bit there, but it's not as dirty as it was language-wise because Warner was like, yeah, you're on cable. doesn't mean that you have to curse every segment. Okay, so that's, you know, so I just, I think the, the zone is a good deal for him just in case something goes wrong. And you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing to note is, you know, last night, like you mentioned, we got the Jay Briscoe stuff. There's a three-hour tribute show on Ring of Honor uh, YouTube right now. But kudos to Tony for pushing a little bit. Like, the reports were last week. They were not allowed to do anything. They just had the screen to start things. But apparently he kept pushing. And I know, you know, big corporate setting, it would have been easy to just sort of step back and be like, all right, I'm not going to push my boundaries on a company that I want to give me more money. But he pushed, and he got Mark Briscoe on TV last night. That was a pretty emotional moment. Yeah, it was really uh, cool. Speaking of Mark Briscoe, let's go ahead and get to – this could be the longest GKW in history because we haven't talked about this at all. Um, yeah. At match of the week. It's Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal, right? <laughs> like there's – I I understand it's a dance, right? And it's it's choreographed of your moveset. But with some of the moves you have to pull off for Lethal, to put on that good of a match when he is crying the entire time, is unbelievable to me. It was it, it was just spectacular. Uh, tip of the cap to both those guys. Like you just said, Brian, tip of the cap to Tony Khan for being able to pull it off and getting Mark Briscoe on television. Um, and, and by the way, now they can use Mark Briscoe yeah. however they want going forward. Those are also the reports coming out of this, is that Mark Briscoe can be on AEW television as much or as little as Tony Khan wants. But it was a spectacular match. And just to, to, to do it with the heavy hearts that they had and still be able to put like that on was spectacular. Yeah. Just I mean, they did lethal dirty having him come out and have to stand there during the break. I feel like, like, you know, he's emotional already. Now you get to stand out there and just sort of wait and wait, but yeah, everything about that match, like the match was fun. You had the callbacks and then to have the ROH originals basically come out there on stage, you know, hangman was in tears, Adam Colt, like that was a really special way to end last night. Just for clarification, Mark Briscoe could have been on AEW TV. They didn't have a problem with Mark. They had a problem with Jay for his tweets. But Apparently, Mark was yes. gonna do it. Mark was like, "I'm not going out there solo. I'm not going out there with my without my brother. I don't need to go out there solo." So that whole thing where Warner Media was like, "Yeah, we got no problem with the brother. It's Jay they had a problem with all the way to the end. Clearly, right until yeah. they were able to make that change uh, in Lexington to be able to put his video up there. But um, that was just a, a really special time." And, you know, what you think about is, guys, is that Mark Briscoe is out there knowing his brother's passed away and he's doing what he normally does. It's, it was almost cathartic for him to be out there, clearly. Right. There was some emotion for, from him at the end of the match, but I saw the video with him and, and uh, Caprice Coleman and they had a conversation that's on GKW underscore wrestling, their uh, conversation, and he's at peace. You know he's hurting, but he's, never, he's not going to sell it. He's at peace, and uh, I think we're all feeling for him, but he went out there as he normally does and was kicking ass, and I think he had extra motivation with his brother passing away.
Yeah, that was amusing. So, like, you know, he hit the, you know, the the ghetto kung fu and all that stuff. Like, he was just ready to go. It was a normal Wednesday for him. But, yeah, at the end, it yeah. was sort of see it all out there and give that hug at the end. And that shot, I feel like, is going to be one of those that they're always going to remember of him holding up both tag belts and then, you know, Jay Briscoe's picture behind him. Yeah, it was a powerful moment. Um, and, again, they, they held nothing back. Hit the froggy bow on onto the table on the outside hitting his brother's finisher to, to end. It was a special, special night. And I don't think anybody doubted that it was going to deliver. No. But again, like, I I just think about, like, what we do, right? Like, if, if somebody close to me, like a sibling or a parent, were to pass away, like, maybe I do the show, maybe I don't. But for him to be able to go out and do what he, him and his brother love doing and have it be as physical and as violent as that can be in, inside the squared circle, like it's just, I had no doubt it was going to deliver, but I'm still in awe that they were able to do that. Because, and, and Jay Le- I mentioned Jay Lethal, like it hit him too, because they were so right. close as, as friends. And for them to be able to deliver that with as, as heavy of hearts as they had, it, I'm always going to be astounded by it. Yep. It was uh, it was an amazing moment, and I saw Samoa Joe with his thoughts on it too. Just all, all those indie guys that are now part of AEW at some point cross paths with the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. And um, as we said last week, Mark Briscoe, and Jay Briscoe were a special tag team. It's it's amazing and, uh, that the three of us chose all three of their matches <laughs> against FTR as yeah. match of the year. How did that How did that happen? Is that fate? Is this? I, I think we all all three of us had an appreciation for um, that those trio of matches that he, they had with FTR. It was amazing that we chose that, and then we see one of the Briscoes pass away. Jay Briscoe, we'll always remember him. And I think also one thing to note, like we talk about Tony and the WWE doing their part, like letting their guys out there, Michael Cole mentioning it on Friday on SmackDown. And I think, you know, Viking Raiders versus Drew and Sheamus, like that was one of those tag matches. I don't know if they get time, but it feels like it was almost a salute to Jay Briscoe, a salute to the Briscoe to say, hey, we can do tag team wrestling. Like, you know, shout out to you. And like, that was a damn good match on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, That would never happen under events. Right. Nope. But again, like allowing all those guys to have the armband that says Jay, you saw it all across AEW television, WWE television all week long. His impact on professional wrestling is is just so, so vast. It's so big. Um, and, and I can't recommend, I have, it's it's long, so it's going to take you a little ways to get yeah. through, but the three-hour show on, on uh, ROH's YouTube, as you mentioned, Brian, it is worth your time. That's where... Samoa Joe's comments are yep. they they had a bunch of matches they splice in a, a bunch of comments from guys backstage it's I, yeah, I will get through it all I can features, guarantee you that yeah it features some old Jay Briscoe matches it's main evented by Christopher Daniels versus Claudio for an ROH title so like some guys that interacted with him there so they obviously put a lot of production into it they turned it around in a week but three plus hours and I'm sure it'll be well worth your time we have the rumble coming up on Saturday so we'll have, we know we have plenty of things to talk about next Thursday here on GKW. We're going to have the number one contenders, whether or not we like them. Like if, if it is indeed Sami Zayn, like I am almost fully expecting Brian to show up in a Sami Zayn like costume. Like that is what I'm expecting. If Sami Zayn actually pulls this thing off on Saturday night. And I've got the Royals. shirt ready. Honorary Oos. Here we go. Thursday. Oh my God. It's going to be Jerry Lawler winning it all. 
Look at this! Look at this! He's gonna be out there. Well, I just here's my my last thought. I'm I'm hoping for you, Gabe. I'm pulling for you. It's not I'm not pulling for the WWE. I'm pulling for Gabe because I'm just here to tell you if this is going to be the shits, this is going to be just the Gabe Knightsel show, and we'll just be here for support. But we're just gonna let you just yell into a microphone and just let you say what you got to say because I know this is. This is big for you. This is yes. your biggest event in this is the This is the one I look forward to the most each and every year. It is. It has always been one of my favorite nights on, on the wrestling calendar. I, I literally cannot wait for Saturday night, even though I am terrified. I am absolutely <laughs> petrified. <laughs> well, best of luck to you. We'll see what happens. Thank All you, right. my friend. All right. We'll be back next Thursday. This has been another edition of GKW.